In today's Gospel from Mark, um, we read that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So a good question to ask ourselves today is who is the authority in your life? And when we listen or hear the word authority, um, maybe there are many authoritarian figures that come to mind. People who give us rules to follow, leaders, teachers, parents, coaches. At times we agree, and at times it's a struggle to follow these rules. As we keep growing up, from children to adults, we start butting heads with authority. We start questioning. And all of this is part of growing up. We want to test the value systems. And so it's a good thing to question authority. So what is authority? Well, authority is something that we model our life off or our decisions off. For example, when we say the doctor is an authority on a particular matter, it means that we're going to base our opinions and decisions based on what the doctor says because he has studied and he understands his subject. When we say that church is an authority in moral teachings, it means that I'm going to base my opinions and decisions in terms of my moral life on what, on what the church says. So going a little bit further into the word authority, we see the root. Where does the word come from? We come across the word author, the originator, creator of a work. We come across the word authentic. When we say something is authentic, a signature is authentic. It means it is a legitimate copy of the person. So we are called to be authentic people, right? So it means that we are modeled according to our Creator. We live our lives according to what Christ has told us. That's when we become authentic, authentic Christians, authentic Catholics. So authority is that which we model and base our life off. So again, the question, who is the authority in your life? In today's first reading, we come across Moses, one of the greatest prophets, Moses who saw God himself in the burning bush, who was so close to God in communion. He was God's mediator. There could not have been any other person during his time who could have spoken for God. The same Moses is telling a prophet like me will the Lord your God raise up 
for you from among your own kin. To him you shall listen. So Moses is already at the end. You know, you remember Moses is taking people to the promised land. He's almost at the end. Uh, and he's putting this warning to the people, saying that there are a lot of people who are going to come and going to try to speak in the name of God. But don't listen to them. There's one person coming. And who's that, who's that person? It is Jesus. He is the fulfillment. He is the new Moses, the new mediator. But Jesus is different. He's just not any other mediator. He's not just any other prophet. We hear in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, you heard it said, but I say to you, you heard it said in the Torah, but I say this. So he's speaking with authority. He is the originator. It is coming from himself. He's not quoting others. And then in the synagogue, whom does Jesus encounter? He encounters a man with an unclean spirit. And what is interesting about this man with an unclean spirit? The man speaks in the plural. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? We come across a similar um, dialogue um, when, um, when, we, when we hear about an evil spirit or the devil by the name Legion. Again, why the name Legion? Because we are many, right? So it's always in the plural. So the devil, it's another word for the devil, it's called Diabolos, maybe it's very close to Spanish, um, or Diabolic. It means someone who scatters, who divides. Not only divides on the outside, man versus woman, black versus white, rich versus poor, but also on the inside. My mind. I want to do something, but my will says, no, I don't have, I don't have the willpower. Or I want to do something else. Or I know the man or the woman that I have to become, but I don't muster the strength. I don't have that power to become that person. Or my emotion does not go with me always. I want to do something, but my emotion takes me in another direction. So there is division even on the inside. There is a war. And somebody beautifully put it, we are in enemy territory. We are fighting. St. Paul, in a letter to Romans, chapter 7, says this beautifully. He says, For I do not do the good I want, but I do the evil I do not want. We come across this division even in today's second reading. St. Paul, in the letter to the Corinthians, about being celibate and being married. Well, he's making a case for being celibate, but, uh, but, but I guess we've got to read beyond that. It's the question is, 
If you are married, who is the authority in your life? Is it your spouse? But if you make your spouse, I mean, you've got to listen to your spouse, you know, your husband or a wife. You've got to listen to them. You better listen. But who is the authority of your life? You cannot make them the authority of your life. But if you do that, you're going to go the wrong way. So what does Jesus do? He speaks with authority. Quiet. Come out of him. And the Spirit just comes out. So, so this, this kind of plurality, this kind of division, when God speaks with authority, or when we hear the voice of authority, um, God knits us. He makes us whole. He gathers us. Us who are divided, He gathers us together. He brings our mind, our will, our emotion, in obedience to him. And this is what happens when we hear the voice of God, that we are being knit together, we're being gathered. And, and where do we hear the voice of God? Well, here in the scriptures, in the liturgy, in the teachings of the church. And every time we do that, we're being knit together, we're being gathered together us who are scattered and divided. And the saints represent that. Somebody famously said, a saint is one whose life is about one thing, not many things, just one thing. He or she is gathered. So again, the question to ask ourselves is, who is the authority in your life? And I pray that it is Jesus. Because Jesus speaks the truth in a new way, in a way that has never been spoken before. The voice of this world can never speak in these terms. But are we just called to admire this voice and listen? Or are we called to aspire to become this voice? We said Jesus is the greatest prophet. He's the new Moses. In baptism, we all receive a similar vocation. We call to be prophets. And what does it mean to be a prophet? It means to know the needs of my neighbor. It means to speak the truth with authority, the same authority that Jesus spoke, spoke with. It is to do the good. It is to free people by speaking the truth. Free them from their own selfishness, from their loneliness, from their darkness. You and I are called to do that. So brothers, today and sisters, today let us pray for this gift, for this gift of authority, that not only do we embrace uh, the authority of Christ in our lives, that we then through our lives, by, by speaking the truth, that we become the authority in the life of others. And in doing that, we will bring them eternal life, and not only to them, but to ourselves.